This is When Spirit Calls, and you on your journey are in the right place. This show is about magic, miracles, and meaning shared through stories, interviews, and channeled messages. We have so much to share about who you are and your divine mission here on the earth. Let's get to it. When Spirit Calls is right now. Oh, good day and welcome back to another episode. Today, our guest is Karen Davis Engebretson. And she is a master coach and leadership learning facilitator with a passion for conscious leadership and leading people to excellence. A business coach for over 15 years, Karen specializes in cultivating safe environments where individuals are given the tools to reach their highest potential. She is a neurolinguistic programming trainer, a master practitioner, multiple integration coach, theta healing specialist, craniosacral specialist energy specialist, and yoga instructor with over 18 years of coaching, training, and clinic work. Karen is the co-founder and director of The Wellness Group, providing a space for conscious leaders to rejuvenate, regenerate, and renew daily. And she is also the CEO and owner of Forward Focus Solutions, which originally worked with the youth in the justice system and continues to provide leadership solutions in the Waikato region of New Zealand. Karen and her husband, Neil, live in New Zealand in the beautiful Bay of Plenty in the Manawahi Hills on 40 acres. I can't wait to plan a trip to go and see Karen. Before we start our interview today, I want to give you a little bit of a warning. Today, we're going to be talking about some sensitive topics around suicide as well as infanticide. Please know that we have resources for you if you're struggling or you know somebody who is struggling around this topic. We ask that you take good care of yourself as you listen to this conversation and know that we are wrapping you in love and you are not alone. Oh my goodness, everyone. It is so great to be back with all of you on When Spirit Calls. I am so excited about our guest today. I had the privilege of meeting this incredible seer, sage, divine mother several months ago. And in just very brief moments of interaction, I received so much nourishment and so much value. And I am so overjoyed to welcome Karen to our show. Hello, lovely. It is so great to be with you. And I'm so happy you're here. You know, everyone got to know you a little bit in the bio, but as uh, most of our listeners know, I love to start with a little bit of story time. And so I want to invite you to maybe start by telling a bit of your story, a bit of your journey and how you got to where you are today uh, so that we can, you know, get to know you a little bit more. Would you do that for us? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Oh, first of all, thank you. I, Dean, I've really been looking forward to just actually having this, having a conversation with you, right? Just, just, you know, the fact that other people are going to be listening is like, hey, everyone. <laughs> but I think I just, I really felt I'm like a kindred spirit connection. Yeah. Um, Me too. Um, and it's an interesting one that I feel there too, because it has a diagonal path of light. It's like a, um, you know how that we come to life in driving we have these crossroads and sometimes sort of like which way do you go you know this is what's beautiful about the dynamicism that's a word I'm making up today apparently um (laughs) that that I witness in the paths that we cross because 
the shadow that throws is light. And it's not always witnessed like that, right? And I just, I hope that the energy that I feel within that can unfold within our conversation because it is a unique interaction. I've always had a heart for Canada. Never been there yet, so. Oh, you're I, right. you're coming. You're coming. I'm going to have you in my house. I can tell already. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. See this photo behind me, everyone. This is actually from our Nahere, which is our um, forest on in the root. I guess the root chakra of our land that we live on. I just want to explain this to our listeners because they're not going to see this image. They're going to be listening. And so ladies and gentlemen, this is a beautiful, a beautiful enriched space of trees and ferns. And, you know, you can tell there's some ancient wisdom in this forest that you've got uh, in the picture. I just absolutely love it. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't hear all that because we had maybe some water bubbles in the ethers, but we'll just, I'm aware that you were looking at the picture. Yes. Yeah. And I was describing so it. To the come with me. Come with me, everybody, through uh, the land that we're on now and just understand that, you know, just down in here in the deep forest, just, just in the weekend, we had the heart song and we had guests full immersion. We had uh, four people staying over and some guests for. Uh, Saturday and the heart song is a retreat that I love participating in because it is when our bodies become an instrument of of divinity and we are able to express through our body in sound often and when we were integrating we walked down into this forest and there we were all of us just quietly, we have that deep, quiet respect to the land, to our root chakra, our space that can earth us, that beautiful, beautiful place. And we listen to the birds and we can hear the, the creek, or we call it the awa awa, the creek going through our land. And most of us put some cold, ice cold water onto our faces because it felt so good and refreshing. And as we walked back up, the kind of chitter-chatter that can happen between women when we have a busy mind wasn't there. In fact, it was just beautiful because everyone was looking at different things and we would call to the other person to witness maybe a little mushroom or a, oh, there was fungi on the cow's poos, you know. It was just, oh, look at this, it's so beautiful. So it was just that glorious feeling of connection. And, and I wanted to go there first because it is a lot of what's happened for me in life is I'm a air traveler. <laughs> I go quite pinging high and, and I know this about myself. And, you know, it's been life and other people that have um, kind of helped me have the wind taken out of my sails to bring me back to reality what they call reality anyway, this earth reality. And um, so I just want to start there because we might journey a little bit. How are we doing so far? Oh, so good. <laughs> so 
Of course, we didn't start there. <laughs> not my life. I started as a sparkle in my daddy's eye. But we're not going to talk all about that. I do think it's um, relevant to know that I, I was born within a family where my dad was has is a pastor, has a heart of a pastor, pastoral care, the love of the people, unconditional love. I, I grew up in that environment, very lucky. Um, we also had different, and this is where my version of the world comes in, we also sometimes um, seemed to have a God that was very disciplinary. Oh. And we also <laughs> often had a God that had lots and lots of rules. Um, <laughs> And, of course, those rules were to keep me safe. <laughs> so as I burst out of there as a young woman, because I'd grown up in quite a candy environment, but it was spirituality and healing and 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 God's love and presence and miracles, which to me were just a normal way of being because of my dad. He's very, very connected, and miracles have always been under the hand, under his hand through through God so we were just used to that I didn't even know people didn't really know how to do that and um when I burst out into the world and I joined the party scene and I had my first drink of alcohol and my first swear and all that sort of thing and it also meant that I didn't always know and understand the boundaries of of the way to be in the world really and how much I could see or witness or or know about someone and that that might surprise them <laughs> <laughs> so I had some sharp awakenings as boyfriends would tell me to just be quiet <laughs> or people would be fully entertained when I you know I had too much vodka because then of course I had no filters and everything would come through so I bring that up because it's really relevant to the rest of the work that happened for me because I was definitely at a point there where I turned things off because I became aware that I, I didn't want to be that odd person in the world and I wanted to fit in, but mm. I could never turn it off in my quiet spaces, um, anywhere that I went. And now I had a, my husband's just bringing in a cup of tea and he's taking my attention, so he's just so darling. <laughs> what a good man. Thank you, sweetheart. He's gorgeous, thank you. <laughs> okay forgive me that did take me elsewhere relevant here what it meant is that the conversations that happened were I always knew these words when the veil falls there will be no turning back mm. I knew that as a young woman mm -hmm. I knew it it would come through in prophecy in my hand for years. Um, and I would always say, when the vows force, there'd be no turning back. No, I didn't know what that meant. No idea what that meant. I think we do now. <laughs> I think we're experiencing that now. <laughs> are we ever? Yeah. <laughs> believe that we are. And now, and I used to feel this, this sense. And I'd feel this desperation, this call inside, and sometimes it would really cripple me to the fact of being able to not speak because I could really, really, I didn't know what I was feeling. And I was very blessed because there were times where I was called into environments where there would be a wise sage or a wise person 
who was able to make a deep, safe space where, let's say we were doing an exercise, the group was doing an exercise, and I would just walk through multiple past lives and come back and think again that that was normal. And I'm not headed, like, this was just my life. I've just been very, very blessed. And so I understand the process of a safe environment and it also shapes the rest of my work because a massive part of what my learning has been is to know where I start and finish. Mm. Where do I start and finish? Because if we don't have the coping strategies, and I'll say these because these are logical words, but right, but they are in this thing that everyone calls reality, and we all, you know, it's the agreed reality. If if we don't understand how we're showing up and where our edges are, and how to alter and change those according to an environment, especially gifted beings who are empaths. Yeah. See, I would never call myself an empath then or now. Oh, it's never been a word. I mean, I work with empaths, but it's not a self-referenced one mm. because it's not my field of play and mm. just the sensates. I feel mass consciousness. I know about an individual. Mm. I get a sense, but I have this wonderful spirit animal. He's, he's a panther who will sit in front so I don't have to bear witness mm. to a lot of what I know mm. and I share this because this is spirit calls every day yeah every waking day even when I'm falling apart and I've yeah. got tears here and I'm upset I'm angry I've had a let's say an interaction with my husband that wasn't the way I wanted it to turn out my little you know ideal self here on this planet even in those moments the call is always present it's just we're too noisy yes Yes. I'm being too noisy. <laughs> but that's a glorious nature too. We watch it rain and there's been so much rain here in New Zealand, so much rain. We've had like years of rainfall inside of the last couple of years, like years and years of rainfall. It's just incredible. And the water now doesn't really have anywhere to go, so she's rushing down laying the grass flat, taking um, earth with her, taking trees out by the roots, the earth's falling away. It's very interesting. And that's nature mm, dealing with the extra water. Mm -hmm. um, we're the same. We have those moments where we're falling away. Mm. I, I've had those moments. Oh, my God, they're the most glorious, glorious moments. I had that moment, that disgusting, glorious <laughs> moment where I was on the kitchen floor so desperately separate from wholeness mm. so individualized into my own hurtful achful feelings of victim yeah. um, playing aggressor that I didn't understand so so wrought that I wanted to take my own life mm. here's the thing I don't want to just take my life I wanted to take my children's life. Mm, wow. And I think this is really important because here's the hilarious thing. And I look back and I love it. I love it. I love that moment. I love that moment because it was so dark, so 
hard to live with. Mm. So hidden, I couldn't talk about it for a long time because I, I was so embarrassed. Mm. Yes. Because I, I made meaning of I needed to take my children's life because, what, they couldn't live without me? Mm. Mm. Oh, my God. I love us. I love our cracked up, glorious mess. Yes. I love it. I don't love being in it sometimes. Yeah. But I love it because that moment there where it was so dark, I remember this call. We say, say like, ring your sister. Mm. And I reached up. I, I remember the feeling. I reached up. My hand could just sort of bang the top of the bench because I, I just completely, we could, I'd love to say I surrendered, but I didn't. I completely fell apart. My hands banging on the counter, and I find that you know when we when we didn't have mobile phones so much, but we had... the big phone, yeah. <laughs> yeah we remembered people's numbers. Beep, beep, beep. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like blah 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 blah. But see, there's the connection. Yeah, there's the connection. Yeah, in a in a way. My meaning making mind ring my sister. She's my younger sister. Mm. You know, she it, it and she's connected and she's connected to her family and she's connected to the whole and she's connected to the and we're all connected. Yes. And I feel like I'm just sort of unfolding this beautiful mushy, what do you want to talk about, Deanne? <laughs> oh, I love it. And I love that you heard that voice to say, ring your sister, call your sister. You know, you were quiet enough in that moment to hear spirit, right? Yeah. You know. And, and let's be real here. Let's be real here. The courage to remove one's life. <laughs> Isn't that glorious? I didn't have really. It's that I had that moment. Yes. That the thought. Yeah, it really does. You know, and I share that with you in, in that I, you know, I've thought about suicide a few times in my life, not just one, but multiple times. And one of those was postpartum after my son. And, mm. you know, although I didn't have the thought of taking others lives, um, I know somebody who took her daughter's life and her own life. And it was because she didn't want her daughter to suffer and she didn't want to suffer anymore, you know? And so, you know, I think that there's this, you know, we don't talk enough about us getting to that place, you know, that fork in the road, the crossroad where it's like, do I stay or do I go? But I think there's a lot more people that find themselves in that spot, regardless of whether they would have the courage to fulfill whatever that is. The point being is that we get to that place. But it's in that place, that dark, messy place that you speak about, that we have this opportunity to recognize, oh my gosh, I do have a choice. Mm -hmm. I do have another pathway that I didn't see. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes being stuck in that space, it creates just enough for us to see the way out, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm, an ima I'm imagining going through like a tunnel, you know, and not thinking <laughs> there's any way out. And then I can see this little sliver of light shining through. And that mm. that is part of our 
expansion in our growth that is part of the journey that we are meant to embark on and to to allow us to be able to grow and to evolve into even more dynamic and more brilliant human beings. So mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that you chose to listen to spirit that day. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Ah, uh, okay. There was a few things that you shared about your story that I want to just bring to the surface. First of all, you reference water as awa. Is it is that right? Awa? And mm-hmm. it reminded me, my daughter, when she was a baby, she would call water Awa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I didn't know where she had gotten it from, but I found that so interesting that me, like she was mm-hmm. picking up on her indigenous or another. Mm-hmm. So, so water is why in New Zealand, why, but the body of water is Awa. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Has it yeah. that's like a stream or a creek or a river. Yeah, it's mm. beautiful. It's a beautiful way to put it. And you talked about the connection with nature as you started, you know, you just finished a really beautiful weekend, you know, with people in this kind of retreat atmosphere and healing atmosphere. And and you know, it's nature is one of those like wonderful tools that we have at our fingertips, but yet mm. I think that many of us take it for granted or we forget the healing quality in it. And so I want to bring that to the surface for the listeners to just bring that out for them, for them to say, oh yeah, I've got a healer in my backyard. (laughs) It's the tree, right? I've got, I've got a healer in my garden. It's the dirt. I've got a healer in my front porch. It's the flowers, you know? And so to find the healer in nature, to access that, to recognize that that is the ultimate, you know, healer for us, the blueprint is mm-hmm. is right there at our fingertips. So I wanted to bring that to the surface too, because sounds to me like that, that's a key piece of some of your work that you do. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to keep going because I just made a bunch of notes. God, mm-hmm. you're, you talked about God and your upbringing in this beautiful uh, home, you know, where God was maybe very disciplined and had rules, but created a container for you to become all that you are. And, you know, for myself too, I had to redefine God. I was raised Catholic. And so even though my God was a loving God, my God was also a punishing God. So in my mind, if I did something wrong, you know, I had to pray really hard and I had to feel really bad about the thing that I did wrong. (laughs) For the, for the energy to balance. Like that was in my little mind. I remember being in bed. I was probably about eight or nine. And I remember just praying. And I think, uh, what did I even do? I can't remember. Oh, I, I had lost my auntie's paintings out of my backpack on my way to school. I was bringing show and tell. And on my way to school, the paintings fell out of my backpack and I didn't notice. And they were in the snow. Um, We didn't find all of them. We found a couple of them. But needless to say, I remember feeling so distraught and so upset and bad for my mom that I lost my auntie's paintings and bad for my auntie because I lost her paint. Like, you know, and so I just remember feeling all this guilt and all this shame (laughs) of that you know, building up. And, but I thought on it, I need to feel this. I need to sit in this. I need to suffer in this because if I suffer in this, then, you know, perhaps God will forgive me and, and I'll balance out that karmic energy or whatever, you know, and Mm -hmm. I bring that to the surface for people today, because I think that many of us get caught up in that. And I've had a few clients that say, well, I don't, God wasn't good to me. Like, I don't, I have to, 
you know, think about what God means to me. And, and there is this, this invitation for this reframe, you know, whether you call it creator, um, recently, uh, Glenda Lane was on the show and she calls it Gus, God, universe, and source Gus as the acronym, which I find is so fun, but needless to say, there's this opportunity for us to redefine that loving God to us. So mm-hmm. if God in your definition is not serving you, the invitation is to redefine what God is for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. Kind of what Absolutely. you, you went through a little yeah. bit of that too, in your evolution. Yeah. Without, without a doubt, I, I, oh, so much that comes to mind here. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, the redefinition of everything. Ah. <laughs> on an ongoing basis, I believe is the most important thing. It's I've become to realize that when we awaken in the morning into this new space, into a potential of a new way of being, before we go, oh, I'm this person who does this thing in this way, making meaning of these, who connects with these people, which fully and utterly defines us, which is great because you know we have the lives that we live. And we actually deserve the lives that we live, according to me, <laughs> because there are a set of habits and patterns and routines. So that moment before we grab all of that, we have the opportunity to completely redefine everything, mm. to loosen it up, to um, to explore the dynamism again she's coming through there's a new there's a new conversation that's happening in the ethers with me and a new being i have i'm only really familiar with her in the last three weeks so dynamism is this my understanding that i get a real steam for us this ability for stickiness you know if you can be glue and it's like or, or gum and you yeah. pull it apart there's <laughs> really big gum and you can pull it it's got that sort of but it's tackiness but but it still stays together, but you can kind of play with it, this dynamism of possibility, this uh, network of, of um, errors, and that's a really interesting one, this connection here. So we have this possibly happening here, but then we can have an error as in it's a connection that that we thought was a truth, that we thought it was a real, we thought it was so important, and it was at one time, mm. and it was really important and it helped um but we forgot to let go it's uh, like that when you get you when you get sticky gum on your foot and you just, you know, it yeah. stops you for a moment yeah. um so this dynamism of possibility our stretchiness our our openness our willingness our playfulness our gloriousness our miraculousness our is all there ever present always in fact it's all that even when I'm guilting and I'm going oh my gosh yes. I didn't do that I should have done that or oh, that feels bad or oh, that reminds me of that story now I want to go back then I want to feel really bad about that <laughs> I'm just like oh my god <laughs> oh, oh my god and that reminds me of someone else and there's another story about that and you know like this is life thing. Yeah. It just depends how much errors of stickiness we want to continue playing or how much dynamism we want to bring up into the fields of, of probability, possibility, knowality. This is the dynamic stillness of possibility. You know, even redefining, we're redefining God. Well, actually, 
if I may, because that I love that framework, but right in this moment here, what desires to be witnessed is the divinity of expression is all in everything in any one moment. But our attention isn't big enough yet. Mm. We get so focused on a funnel path, which is great, which is perfect, because it takes all of us to be a witness. Yes. And this open field of vision, you know, like the the willingness to see beyond yeah behind mm. before the fact i think so i want to speak to um, the gifted beings here who who are here they're all here our self definitions are what normally limit mm. our false gods if i can just say it like that are the beliefs that we've held on to of the stories that we've had I mean, in my share of my story this morning, I'm no longer connected to that. I tell it as though it's someone else because it was a different me. Yes. It's a different expression of me. And it's wonderful because it's a gateway. Mm-hmm. So in, in the redefinition of, of my way of perceiving God, it, it's been quite a path, mm-hmm. quite quite a path. Because every every time I define it, I'm an NLP trainer. I mean, every time I define it by meaning making, I love, I love how stupid, stupid, I'm mean, stupid. <laughs> I can be around it. That's just before it gets simple again. Right. And it's, oh my god! What a relief! What a relief to come to simplicity. And what an invitation for all of us to recognize how much we convolute and overcomplicate and label and attach to things that maybe don't have as much meaning or the same meaning as we thought they did. Right? I mean, this is why these conversations are so rich, because all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, maybe I'm overcomplicating this. And I I think that most of us do a really good job of that. And what happens with spirit, oftentimes it comes in, it says, it's uh, less is more, Deanne, you know, less is more, you know, keep it simple, you know, like they remind me of how simple things actually are. And when we keep them simple, then we have less noise to you know cloud our listening our seeing our hearing right and so this idea that you talk about redefining everything i think Mm -hmm. having this opportunity in every day to redefine it in a simpler way is such a gift for all of us to Mm -hmm. take in so you've given us that gift but i i want to just invite you know for those people that are maybe moving through this evolution of themselves, or maybe they're at the fork in the roads, Karen, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're listening to this and they're saying, okay, there's gotta be a sliver of light here. Um, Mm -hmm. Show me the way. What are some of the things that you would want people to know? What are the things that you wish that's that you would have heard spirit say or knew back then? Breath is everything. Oh, breath. The breath is everything. Because within it contains everything. We learn to breathe in the womb as a concept. When, when we come 
and about the belly of our mum because everyone still still currently came from mum's bellies. That first breath mm. is recognised the breath of life. You know, it's like of this reality here. Now, you know, let, I'm also going to. There's a couple of necessities here to say the breath is everything, and in this reality world, yes, because when we that inside of us too, and we're transversing through different time space realities, it's possible for to be breathless. Mm. And find the magic in between the spaces of breath. Yes. In fact, there's divinity within the space of breath. But it all starts with the breath because it's the greatest teacher to me. And I believe for everyone. I mean, watch an animal, watch a baby breathe, mm. participate in, and try a whole new way of thinking by breathing to someone else's rhythm. Mm. Outstanding. Try it on. Try breathing like a child. Try breathing with your husband, just you know, with your partner. Breathe in their way because it'll take you into a different realm. Breath does that. Breath is is it's just insanely insane, glorious everything. The breath is everything. It's also it receives and expands. Yes. It has a turn, so it has a pause, a moment, which is in the pause always is the healing. Always just before the real healing or the wholeness of anyone comes together or a new way of being is the pause. And then there's an exhalation. There's a giving away. There's a surrender. There's a giving up. There's an allowing. There's an ability to, you know, pour the cup out so that we can fill it up again concept. And then we receive. So to me, the breath is everything. And I... Mm. I feel that it started when I used to play the flute, you know, like that sort of thing as a, as a younger woman, is that understanding the breath, et cetera. But that's what I would have loved to have known is to have someone like myself just to sit beside me and say, hey, <laughs> do you want to know what your breath can do? You know, the healing nature of a tinge, um, so that the breath is everything. And I could go on for a very long time about the breath. I believe that. And I want to add to that too, because when I first um, met you a few months ago, one of the things that you brought to the surface is that you did a hundred breaths in a hundred days. And <laughs> guess what? I have been doing that. I think I'm on like day 90, actually. Um, and so I have been sitting with these like a hundred breaths. So one inhale, one exhale is one, one inhale, exhale too. Right. And so it's just been a wonderful anchoring for me. And I think that we underestimate the power of the breath. You know, we take it for granted as we do many other things, you know, and it's not a criticism. It's just, you know, we're, we're busy. <laughs> We've been brought into this world with overstimulation and go, go, go. And so we don't know how else to be, but the breath brings us back to ourselves amongst many other things like thinning the veil and all those other things. So I love that you brought that to the surface. And I don't know mm -hmm. about you listeners out there, but as soon as Karen started talking about the breath, guess who started breathing more intently? I did. So I'm going to just invite you, if you haven't stopped to just focus on your breath as you're listening here to invite you to just breathe. So that's a powerful one. Uh, can I bring in the next one? Because this one was really special for me in terms of being present. 
And mm-hmm. my struggle with presence, I am a go-getter, an overachiever, recovering people pleaser, you know, and uh, and so I've always been kind of on the go and really busy. I remember my mom asking me when I was about 25, she says, do you think you're going to die in or something? Like, why do you have to do everything, you know? And it was that all consuming, like never being satisfied, always needing more. And so what that was, was this search outside of myself for happiness and joy Mm -hmm. and all the things that I was looking for, not recognizing Mm -hmm. that they were in me the whole time, right? Like you said, you know, this grace and peace and love and joy, it's all present. It's a present Mm -hmm. energy. And so we can't find that in the future. You know, if we play the I'll be happy when game, and I've said that before, you know, I'll be happy when the bill's paid. I'll be happy when the class is done. You know, we're never going to be happy. We're going to be chasing the dangling carrot forever. And so you said these words and they stuck with me. And now I, I say them quite often. And it is, I am here, here I am. Now it might be, is that the right variation? That's what I remember. Okay. I am here, here I am. And so I've been finding myself, you know, when I get too much in the past or too much in the present, I go Mm. to Karen's wise words and I hear her voice Mm. inside my head with her beautiful New Zealand accent. And and I say, I am here, here I am. And so I wanted to share that with our audience as well today. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. That one was gifted by spirit. I was doing um, quite a lot of work at one time with rangatahi, so young people um, who'd fallen into that gap space after leaving school, not getting a job sort of tended to fall into this low socioeconomic, you know, all that, all that labeling. And one of the ways of bringing them home at the same time as making it fun <laughs> was just me, con- that was one of my massive anchors. <sighs> and of course, like anything, we, if anyone here who's a coach or a healer or, you know, plays that role, role in life, mother, <laughs> Father, friend, sister, hey, everyone. Being able to lead by example is the most profound. So we must also start with us. You know, this is where, where do I start and finish? Where am I right now? Mm. Where am I right now? As in, where is my attention? Do I have control of that flashlight Mm. or have I given it away? pretty much where am I right now and so this is this is where it was gifted there and it was I I would just be like what would be the best way what would be the best way to to lead and be and that's what came through I'm here here I am and then I just play with that here I am I am here yes and every level and every layer um will will run through the um, wisdoms of our body in different patterns and parts, uh, the different meaning makings will play out. The more it's the simplicity of something never underestimated is normally the most complex dynamism because it's my favorite word today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it myself. I, I, you can laugh at me too. I love it. Um, it, it is the the simplest thing when we play within it, when we explore with curiosity, yes, will unfold 
lifetimes <laughs> of connection. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm big on that one too. <laughs> oh, I just love that. And so I feel like we could talk all day and just be in this space, but we are we're gonna wrap it up. But I want to go back to the saying where do I start and where do I finish? Can you explain to our listeners like what that means? Because, you know, I think asking ourselves that question is really powerful when we really allow ourselves to recognize, okay, I am here, here I am. <laughs> I'm starting from this place, but where do I finish? So what does that mean to us? How does that give us that clarity that many of us maybe are seeking? Yeah. So it's a question if you ask yourself in any one moment, it will be a different response. So that's the first thing to know. So it's a navigational tool, um, definitely when I'm teaching coaches, because it is an awareness of awareness that Mm. makes sense. So it's a navigational tool of um, where is my awareness? So where do I start and finish right now? And so then there'll there'll be, well, we've just got to start anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Anywhere. Right. And whenever we locate a location of one space, then we can locate something somewhere else. And then we give a reference point. So if there's, because here's the beautiful thing, some of the multiple gifts of healing and miraculous nature is non-locale, has no no location. Or maybe yes. we just did it energetically. Yes. It is, yeah, we, did. we just gave ourselves yeah. no it's, space and time there. <laughs> yes, it literally ceases to exist the realm of current. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So location is, and that's a part of time, space, location, right? This, this is this is how we create our worlds. Yeah. And um, where do I start and finish? Is a question of where am I now? Yeah. Um, a really highly gifted being who might jump through different realms, spaces, reality is which realm am I in? <laughs> <laughs> Some somebody who's lost in Auckland, New Zealand is like, what street am I on? Yes. Yes. You know. If you're navigating with um, in your own life field, it's like, am I at work? Do I have to have my work cap on? Mm. Am I up at home being mama? Mm-hmm. Do I need to open my heart and put my apron, you know, like, give my, like th- this is where do I start and finish? It's a different version of identification. Right. Yeah. Now, what's really important here is especially if it's, as in whose energy am I interpreting? So is this mine? It helps it helps define is this mine or is this someone else's? Mm-hmm. Is this mass consciousness and it's we're all working through it? Like right now, current, mm-hmm. there are multiple people across the world reconsidering their lives and it's not suicidal concept, but it's that same point. Everyone is, do I still want to be here? I believe that is a mass conscious awareness right now. Do I want to be here still? Yes. Yeah. So it can be at that level. I know we're clicking nine o'clock. So there are more, but that one there. So also when people want to protect themselves, they want to, you know, what what is protection anyway? Well, idyllically, it's actually knowing where your bubble starts and finishes. That's it. It's like, oh, I've said nothing past this realm here. I don't want to know <laughs> and it's great it's really important I love it and I use it myself when I need to right so where do I start and finish as a um as a rich orientation yeah 
especially for the learner. And in its simplest form is, where's my attention? What am I attending to? Mm. You know, where's my body awareness? If you're on the yoga mat, where am I right now? Am I just inside my body or am I in the whole room? Am I attending to my toe? It goes everywhere. I love that you said it's a navigational tool to even, you know, become aware of our awareness, right? So yeah. it's another place to get us into that really present space. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. We could talk forever, but I'm going to wrap things up today because this has been so full and I need some time to kind of absorb everything. And you know, just feeling your energy and your grace has just been so divine and so beautiful. So thank you so very much for sharing in that. Thank you. Thank you. So Karen, how can people reach you? You know, you're a beautiful spirit and a guide for many of us and a teacher for us. So what can we do? What are some of the next steps to keep down the path? Yeah, I'll go, I'll give you a link there and we can, I, People might choose to do the basic. I have a wonderful couple of basic integration videos that can be sent out to you by day. Um, And you just go through little five-minute videos that put a lot of information inside of it. But it's just always experience leaving with something. Yeah, Um, yeah, you can have a look through my website. Perfect. I do quite a lot of things. (laughs) So it's just exploring what one might be interested in but certainly yeah I'll, I'll give you a link D and there could be amazing we will put all those links in the show notes for everyone so as you're listening you can just click on on those links for yourself if you want to continue the journey beautiful Karen all the way from New Zealand thank you so much for getting up early and being here with <laughs> us today I am so grateful to be in your presence I can't wait for more beautiful conversations. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you everyone for tuning in again. Until next time, we'll be with you again on When Spirit Calls. Bye for now, everybody. Bye-bye. So happy you could join us today. And we hope that you found comfort and inspiration with wherever you are at right now. If you feel you received a gift in today's message, please pass that gift along to a loved one by sharing this episode with them. To continue this conversation, please join me at rosehope.ca. And when you do, be sure to access your free gift by signing up for the When Spirit Calls newsletter. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon.